1: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to
0: come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon
1: offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that'll get right on your tics.
0: Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash filings.
1: Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it.
0: This is Top flight Time Machine. I am Mandy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow.
1: I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what?
0: It's the Turpin Odyssey. Um, We're looking at the ITV series Dick Turpin... Which I think we've agreed is the greatest Saturday tea time TV show there ever was. Yeah. And it's up against some stiff competition in the likes of Jukes of Hazard. Which Metal. I saw I saw a parallel with the Jukes of Hazard. It's up against Metal Mickey. Look at. Metal Mickey, I was gonna mention just then, yeah, Metal Mickey. Um
1: Wurzel Gummage. Wurzel Gummage. Good one. And the A team.
0: And the A team. And, and many Night Rider,
1: many others. I think Night Rider was on in the week.
0: I, th- I think the A-Team was a Friday night. If we're going to split hairs,
1: I th- I thought I, uh, no no the A-Team was Saturday tea time classic, well, wasn't they, it?
0: They were probably moved around. They were probably moved around the schedules, you know, as they as they went along.
1: Do you remember a show called Bring Them Back Alive? And it was about it was I think it was about someone who who saved animals and also fought poachers. And it's one of those shows that I'm sort of started to think it was sort of hanging around in the like you know right in the back room of my memory and i was starting to think i imagined it because i'm sure at one stage i even googled it and couldn't find it um and i was Um, thinking shit did i imagine this but i'm pretty sure that was on friday nights just before or i think after um play your cards right which was my favorite friday night viewing
0: don't remember it but i'm looking Have you found it it's there, yeah. yeah. It was 1982.
1: Yeah. Uh, started... What did it say? It was about.
0: It was. Uh, it was an adventurer called Frank Book. <laughs> by Bruce Boxleitner. Yeah. Boxle... Boxleiter? Boxleiter. yeah.
1: Um,
0: and bringing back alive was the motto of the adventurer Frank Buck, a legendary guide and collector of wild animals. He captured them alive to be brought back to zoos in Mal- Malia during the years. Uh, immediately before world war ii yeah. and he operated out of the raffles hotel bar in singapore wow. it's fucking improbable
1: amazing like, don't guy I remember this yeah i mean he wouldn't be a hero now i think it was influenced probably by the success of indiana jones because i'm pretty sure mm. he had a hat as well
0: yeah yeah he does there's a bit of that in it yeah
1: Yeah, because Indiana Jones, I think, came out around the same time and they thought, I tell you what, it's got strong Glenn A. Larson vibes around it. I wonder... So we'll I look, wonder if I, our old friend Glenn A. Larson is behind this show.
0: <laughs> it was actually the executive producer. It wasn't Glenn A. Larson. It was actually Larry A. Thompson.
1: Oh, okay. I <laughs> <laughs> wonder you think if that's they were alias? pals or whether they were is, rivals.
0: Is that an alias, maybe? Yeah. A. Larson?
1: Yeah, I've got to go to the ground because <laughs> um, I'm in a bit of trouble legally and uh, physically with um, James Garner at the moment. Yeah, I didn't so, hide uh, through him. Uh, I, I don't know if you have, but he puts me through a caravan. So uh, <laughs> I've had to change my identity for a little bit in order to carry on producing fucking knockout show formats. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, um, no, Larry Thompson didn't do all that much. He did some TV movies, like one-off things, uh, Mickey Spillane's Mike Hammer. Um, he did I can't see any series that I remember Um, here's another show
1: that I've been meaning to ask you about that I feel very confident you'll have strong uh, I hope so opinions on Um, because I was thinking I'm going to start watching the Sweeney from the beginning Might be Mm -hmm. diveable, might be not. Don't know. But I just want to, just for my own pleasure and leisure. It's very
0: watchable. It's on Lightning TV 4 most days.
1: The whole thing is on Amazon for free. Wow. If you're on Amazon Prime, right? Mm -hmm. So I thought, to be honest, when I was a kid, in the 80s, it was already sort of old. It was repeats because it had been from the 70s. And it would be on late. And in my child mind, I was obviously obsessed with Minder. I thought Minder child was like mind. the best show that there was. Yeah. And when it came on, in my child mind, I thought it's like Minder, except it's got not got any funny bits, right? Because that—that's <laughs> as a child when you were like eight, how you would perceive it. Like Minder was fighting plus loads of jokes, whereas yeah. Mind whereas the Sweeney, seen, he had the same guy, but it just seemed to be just without fighting. the jokes. Yeah. Uh, so I wasn't that interested but now I think no I need to go back and watch the Sweeney from the beginning but while I was doing a bit of Sweeney research um, it said due to its huge popularity the BBC tried to hit back with its own version of the Sweeney Target Target
0: Target yeah I do remember that who was in that now?
1: Wow, he's quite a famous actor. I'm trying to remember his name because he's a it was he's like Nicholas got,
0: Hazel, was it?
1: No, no. It's basically the guy you'll ne- you'll recognise his name and his face straight away.
0: Because, oh yeah, I've just looked it up.
1: Yeah, because <laughs> Patrick, yeah, pa- Patrick Moore, who's got yeah. like one of those faces um, that's just sort of synonymous with the seventies. He's got a seventies yeah. face he definitely has he's yeah. got a face that could only have existed in the 70s right who did
0: I say who did I think it was I've just forgotten what I just said. Hazel oh yeah Nicholas Hazel he's kind of like a cut from the same cloth as Patrick Moore I
1: can't really. remember who Nicholas Hazel is I'll look him up but um, you know not like not unlike what's his name from uh, the Confessions films as well he's got a 70s face hasn't he
0: Nicholas Ball played Hazel that's what it was
1: yeah, ah, Hazel, okay. yeah. Hazel, Hazel was the thing, thing.
0: That, Hazel was the thing that Terry Venables co-wrote wasn't it?
1: Uh, I think you're right yeah.
0: Anyway we're, get, we're
1: getting a bit. Who, who was Shoestring then mate?
0: Shoestring that was Eddie Shoestring that was um, Trevor Eve
1: yeah Trevor Eve. He was
0: another Lorna detective. Nicholas Ball who played Hazel which was written by Terry Venables we think um, was married to Pamela Stevenson from Before 1978. Billy Connolly until her affair and eventual elopement with Billy Connolly
1: fucking hell Well, he was cuckolded by Connolly bloody hell Um,
0: hard to get over that
1: but Target while I was reading about the Sweeney they kept bringing up Target as if that was a big part of the Sweeney story well of course the BBC tried to hit back with Target and I thought fucking hell Wikipedia are giving quite a lot of exposure to Target in this Mm -hmm. article that's supposed to be about the Sweeney so I was drawn to Target then, and Target was a di- was launched as a direct competitor. Um, yeah. But in the end, the BBC cancelled it after just two series. The reason: mm. too violent, too violent. Tyler, they'd taken wow. the Sweeney and they said, "What if we?" And this is the BBC, mind you, right? Mm-hmm. This is old Biddy Baxter and fucking Marmaduke Hussey, right? Mm-hmm. The grandees of bro- broadcasting in the era—they've gone. Well, we took the sweet, the fucking ICV and knocking it out of the park <laughs> with the Sweeney, they've got us fucking... They've got us running for the hills here. We've got to hit back. Who's got some ideas? You, Biddy. What have you got? <laughs> what about the Sweeney? <laughs> Set more violent. Well, I don't know. The Sweeney's the most violent show on TV. I know. Well, let's just fucking it, hit back.
0: It's not the... Yeah, it's the most violent, but it's not, you know, maximum violence. It's not you maximum violence. More
1: violence. You know, I have repeatedly come to you... And asked, pitch the idea of making Blue Peter more violent. And you have repeatedly said, no way. It's pre-Watershed. Well, this show, as I understand it, is going to be later in the schedules. So let's just make it. Take all the violence ideas that you rejected for Blue Peter and put them in this show instead.
0: You did say, Biddy, that you did want to have violence in Blue Peter, but you felt it would betray the audience. Now, here is an outlet for you to <laughs> let, out, let off all that steam you've been building up in the uh, editor's chair of Blue Peter. Because
1: we're going to attract target. the sort of audience, those cunts who watch fucking ITV, the commoners, right? We're going to get them over, <laughs> and it will not betray that audience, I tell you, because all they fucking respond to is a good <laughs> bit of violence. Well, give them what they want, more violence. And so, after just so, two series, it has some sort of record number of complaints from old Barbara yeah. Woodhouse and her mob.
0: Not Ma- Mary Whitehouse. Barbara Woodhouse was the dog trainer.
1: No, it was Barbara Woodhouse. She didn't like it either.
0: She didn't like it. either. She was one of the people <laughs> really who complained, and Mary Whitehouse as well. Sit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I always got them confused. They were similar characters, weren't they? They
0: were. They look quite similar. Yeah. 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 They both wore spectacles.
1: Um, Spectacle wearing yeah. fearsome matriarchs of the seventies yeah. and eighties. Then the Queen Thatcher. Fucking that hell! Lot. What a gang
0: going around in a in a van solving mysteries. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah. It's too much violence. Two seasons. So yeah, seasons. targets another okay. thing that's worthy was, of our I attentions. I remember its existence but I don't think I ever watched it I was, it was 77 and 78 when it was you can all, understand I was why I instinctively thought
1: Dawson will be all over this I bet he owns a DVD box set of Target and the soundtrack <laughs> on vinyl <laughs> not yet not yet <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I've really been so shocked than I am now by your relative <laughs> ignorance of Target
0: it was. Uh, they received five thousand letters of complaint from Mary Whitehouse's League of Light, 5, which was the organisation. She wasn't just Mate. a one-woman campaigner. She had this. Group yeah, yeah, of, she
1: had a whole mob
0: of, of, of mob of of, of fucking wing. But you know what? There's been a lot of revisionism
1: on Mary Whitehouse in recent years because if you look at the yeah. things that she objected to at the yeah. time, everyone was like a bit appetite, whereas now. They're the sort of things that we are like, you know, most right minded people are in agreement. There is fucking too much of, both in on our televisions and just in popular culture. Right. Like the dehumanization of sex is what I'm talking about specifically.
0: Right. Yeah. They took the love out of it. They made it into the a prevalence of pornography functional.
1: and the effect yeah. that that would have, like the desensitization of young people to pornography is yeah. something that she foresaw and everyone else scoffed at and said that she was just uptight. And now mm-hmm. everyone's like, "Fuck's sake!" Young people now think porn is real, and we've got an epidemic yeah. of people who just think that you know sex is like you see it on on the internet, and so that's problematic. You think problematic. Mary
0: Whitehouse? You think she foresaw the internet and sort of tried that?
1: She foresaw the issues that the internet has exacerbated. It she thought it'd just be TV. She didn't know TV was gonna go on computers as well, which is basically what the internet is.
0: Telephones in your pocket that you carry around.
1: And you can full watch of fucking on like, while you're just waiting for a bus. On the train. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um
0: what a but world. yeah, but um, anyway,
1: what forget all of that. I would say that if this show Target had five thousand complaints. It must really be good. fucking amazing, <laughs> and we have to watch it. I just need to find it. Let's go and yeah. just watch and find out where well, it is.
0: It, 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 this is on, on Wikipedia, uh, 5,000 letters, uh, and its release also coincided with the publication of the Belson Report, B-E-L-S-O-N, mm. uh, and the that report, yeah. was uh, Television Violence and the Adolescent Boy. That's what that well, report was about. There you about. go, mate. This we is should deep dive that report. Yeah.
1: That, I mean, these oh, this, are big this problems. This football
0: podcast, we're going to deep deep dive a, a report. 1977 report <laughs> about television violence and the adolescent boy. That's where we're headed.
1: I can't um, find Target on Just Watch, mate.
0: It's not on there, is it not? It's been Doesn't wiped from, from the archives. The first series was curtailed and the second series torn down.
1: Yeah. Uh. The and then they were violence. going to bring it back for a third series without um, Patrick Mauer, and they asked James Boland to take on the lead role. And uh, James, Bo- Boland? James, oh, Bo- James Boland? James said, I would love to see James Boland in a hyper-violent role, as a hyper-violent yeah. cop, wouldn't you? He'd be great yeah, at that. definitely. Uh, but apparently he turned it down because he still had commitments to when the boat comes in, have a little oh, fishy yeah. on a little dishy. That was
0: massive at the time, of course. Mm-hmm. Some of the um, episodes in series one, Hackett, who of course was played by um, Patrick Moore.
1: Mm. Oh, Hackett, I thought he was called John Target, Patrick Moore. John Target. I mean, this is throwing me completely.
0: <laughs> so, John Target. <laughs> Hackett follows up on information about dodgy dealings aboard an international cargo ship provided by a murdered snitch. Yes. Yay. Episode two. Hackett is baffled by a series of jewel thefts and turns to a prisoner awaiting release for help. Another snitch. (laughs) (laughs) Episode three. A sailor tries to sell a package of stolen drugs he believes to be hashish, but is actually heroin. (laughs) Um, That episode's called Big Elephant.
1: Really? Fucking hell. We
0: should as well mention that it was set in Southampton, so it was kind of docks-based.
1: Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Where are we going to set? We're going up against a Sweeney. We've got to get something hard-nosed, gritty, and more shocking than even the Sweeney. Where are we going to set it? Well, Sweeney's in London, so we try somewhere else. Well, what what are we thinking? Glasgow? Belfast? Manchester? No. Southampton. Southampton. (laughs) A town perched on the Hampshire coast, just opposite the Isle of Wight. (laughs) Are you fucking sure? That sounds hey. like one of the softest fucking towns in Britain. Hey,
0: they'll be like, hey, they saw that and won the FA Cup last year. They're on the up. They've yeah. got Laurie McMenemy at the helm.
1: They got Keegan now, or at least I hear he's on his way. Something to do with a <laughs> <Yes>. light fitting.
0: <laughs> uh, episode six. Hackett quits the force in disgrace after being accused of accepting a bribe. He arranges to sell police files to people traffickers to pay for his enforced retirement.
1: <laughs> what the hell? Fucking hell. Uh, that Jesus sounds Christ. a lot like like the maddest. I think the maddest cop show I've seen is the well, um, been... is The Shield. Yeah. Have you have I talked to you about the SHIELD? It's like oh, yeah. the American show from the noughties. And yeah. the cops in that like, they're fucking next level. Like, you can't believe the stunts they pull in, yeah. in the pursuit of their own profit and self-preservation. Uh, and it's brilliant. The lead character is called Vic Mackey. Sort of like, yeah. kind of a... It's a bit like a Tony Soprano-type figure, although he's a cop. And yeah. that storyline that you just said is exactly the sort of shit it's The show probably nicked it all off target. Jalapeño.
0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
1: Jalapeño.
0: <laughs> series 2, episode 1 of Series 2, you can kind of see where it's been torn down a bit because the, the synopsis is this. Hackett investigates the curious theft of rare old paintings from wealthy homes.
1: Ah,
0: uh, <laughs> uh, joy. Fuck target up and finds a dedicated young woman determined to advance the
1: careers of several young artists. Oh, fuck off! Fucking hell. Like, can you imagine? You can't go that way with a show. You can ramp it up. You can't (laughs) ramp a show down. Whoever's watched Target Series 1... As like the people who liked it would have thought this is fucking knockout. It's mental.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: He's always dealing with dodgy snitches and fucking drug smugglers and he's beating the shit out yeah. of people. It's awesome. And then suddenly it's like stolen paintings and you think,
0: What? It's like no one's dr- gonna go,
1: Oh, I didn't like it before, but I like it now that it's become that it's had yeah. its fucking balls chopped off.
0: It's almost like a dry run for Lovejoy, which is alright, Lovejoy's great in its own way. But well, it doesn't no, pretend not, to be anything not as it's target. not. Does yeah. it? It kind of it does get back on track again because the final episode in the series, Hackett uses an accountant to get evidence against a porn publisher who's buying drugs with smuggled gold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds so that's, decent. That's
1: good. That's the sort of storyline we um, can get behind.
0: I wonder if any episodes on um, YouTube.
1: Yeah, target. We will
0: need to. Find out more about this target I, BBC.
1: I, th- I think we really need to just basically bring Whoa. Target back into the public consciousness. Oh, lots of
0: episodes, there? lots of episodes on YouTube. Love it. Yeah.
1: All right. Yeah. Well, we might. Who knows? We might just deep dive or history box one episode of it. Yeah. Just yeah, to sort not? of bring we'll, it we'll back to the attention, just for our own curiosity.
0: Yeah. We'll choose the one. Sounds that like it's seems got a huge amount of
1: potential.
0: We should possibly. Go back to uh, Dick Turpin at this
1: point. Well, it's worth it because this is a really good episode, mate.
0: Well, it's not going to get dealt with in this episode, but it's going to be at least a two-parter. All
1: right.
0: The um, synopsis, it's episode six. It's called The Blacksmith. I'm not sure if it's on YouTube. It is definitely on Daily Motion, and uh, we'll try and tweet out the link again, which um, I forgot the name of the fellow. Was it Magical Jim?
1: He's an amazing <laughs> bloke. <laughs> Electric Terry, amazing wasn't it? Jim.
0: No, it was, it was Jim oh. something or other. We'll call him Magical Jim. Okay. Who's put put all the episodes of Dick Turpin into his, his Google Drive file for people to look at. And
1: it's in great quality. I used his episode today yeah. for this one. and yeah, uh me too. it was really, it was a great watching experience. So thanks, can, Magical Jim.
0: You could literally go through his hard drive yeah. and um, look at his Dick Turpin. Uh, so this <laughs> is called The Blacksmith and it says Dick decides to fetch some of the loot his friend Sam Morgan the blacksmith has been keeping safe for him unfortunately Morgan has just been captured by Spiker their first attempt at rescuing the blacksmith only results in freeing an old scoundrel called Isaac Rag therefore Dick decides to take a hostage of his own drum roll Sir John Glutton
1: yes Yes, Dick. The, the balls, balls like, on um, Dick. Dick's balls get bigger yeah, with each episode, don't they?
0: Huge balls. Huge balls Massive. this week. Without... Uh, balls of iron. Without um, wishing to jump forward to the the scene itself, there's a scene in this which is simil- similar to um, Pacino and De Niro in Heat, where they come face-to-face for the first time in that diner um, between Dick and Sir John Glutton. And again, it's this show influencing Hollywood, I believe. Uh, we've already seen it influencing Ridge and Bull and uh, other stuff um, might be Metal Mickey but um, yeah that's that's coming up it's another episode that's directed by the mighty Charles Crichton yeah we, of course did loads of healing comedies and of course did A Fish Called Wonder. Um it kicks off Spiker is leading a team of men on horseback to a place we don't know where it is turns out it is the um, the blacksmith's workshop I think you call it, and they're there to arrest the blacksmith, who, of course, is Sam Morgan. And uh, Morgan str- puts up a struggle, but there's too many of them. They overpower him and take him, and they then start searching his premises for stuff.
1: We believe there is stuff here, Morgan.
0: We, yeah. Where is the stuff? Lead us to all of the stuff. Shiny stuff. You're a Valuable stuff man, stuff. we hear.
1: You're more than just a blacksmith. You're a stuff man. Handler Where of you- stuff have your stuff the stuff.
0: And we find out later on. It's very ingenious. Cut to Dick and Swift Nick who was <laughs> sitting around waiting by the side of the road in the woods, waiting to do some do some, robbing. some robbery. Yeah. Um lots of sitting about going on with these two, isn't there?
1: Yeah, but that's their life, that's the life they've chosen.
0: Yeah, I, I like the things
1: it's not dissimilar to ours. We we yeah. like they sat about relaxing, having a mm-hmm. laugh, thinking about things. And then once in a while, they went into action and robbed. And that's just like us. We sit about, Dick yeah. doing a bit of thinking, relaxing, mm-hmm. pottering Watching about. The and yeah. then, all of a sudden, bang, pod, pod, pod. Podcast. And then we just go back to our relaxing.
0: Yeah, we're exactly the same. Mm. Um, <laughs> Dick says that there used to be dozens of coaches down down this road, and he wonders what's happened to them all. And Swiftnik um, informs him, it's, it's the new Turnpike. They go a different way to avoid paying the toll. Now, you'd think Swift Nick might have mentioned this before.
1: Yeah, fucking but, hell. You know, also, just... <laughs> quite sort of Alan Partridge type knowledge from Swift Nick, isn't it? Yeah. He knows uh, yeah. about local changes that have been made to the <laughs> road to network, the,
0: the, the highways and byways. Yeah. Yeah. But he just mentions it now, the little prick, as they've been sat there doing nothing for a few hours. So the, the people are trying to avoid paying the toll. To which Dick says, "Hmm, that's dishonest."
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, there's a bit of talk about um some some game they'd been playing with some um travellers, and uh, the traveller had a load of dice, but so did Dick's Dick's dice was loaded as well. That doesn't come back. That's just a just a it's line, just a little, just little bit of business, time, yeah, just filling it in. And they basically just go fuck this. There's nothing doing. Let's go and see Sam Morgan, who of course is the blacksmith. Yeah. Um, Nick doesn't know who Sam Morgan is, and Dick explains that Sam made him some circular horseshoes. Mm. And I was like, what is this a euphemism? What? Yeah. What the fuck, is circular horseshoes? And then Dick explains circular horseshoes so they can't be tracked.
1: So they don't know which way the horse she, was fucking going. They
0: don't know whether they're coming or going, he it's says. Like,
1: it's just like, that's why, like I always say, loads of it's just based on Westerns. I bet they got that idea yeah. from a Western.
0: Probably.
1: Um, but yeah, so much of it is like that. I feel that there's strong, compared it to lots of different things. The other thing that I realise, I can't remember if we compared it before, is that it's very Dick Turpin is very like James Bond at times particularly in this mm. episode there's a few moments where you think this is what James Bond would be like if James Bond yeah. wasn't such a fucking prick
0: I know what you mean yeah I <laughs> know what you're referring to get ready to be triggered <laughs>
1: yeah. no it's not just the bit with um, with the butts and Wench there's loads of bits that you just think this is just pure Bond but Rich O'Sullivan who by the way would have been a great Bond does it with like Bond's such an uptight ponce isn't he yeah. um and with his dreary one-liners,
0: I, 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 mean, oh, no. say, I, I honestly haven't watched a Bond yeah, film in no, about no. twenty-five years. so But I that's because really you know but yeah.
1: Bond is a Bond is a dickhead, right? Roger Moore Bond's sort of the only one who's passable because at least yeah. he's there having a fucking laugh.
0: I think that's when I dropped out after after it was after yeah. him, was it? Timothy
1: Dalton, yeah, Timothy yeah, Dalton.
0: lost interest then.
1: Yeah, it's very serious, very, very serious. I mean, not half as serious as fucking Daniel Craig. Jesus Christ, he's a miserable cunt, right? There's no jokes at all. Whereas there's real charm to Dick Turpin.
0: We could should maybe deep dive our friends in the north which Daniel Craig, oh, it's his big breakthrough thing, and he played. Um, oh, he played Geordie in that, didn't he? Because yeah. he. He ended up. He was. He Tra- was the handsome one of the gang yeah who uh, got all the lasses but then he ended up being a, a wreck didn't he by the end he, he had like big thick vagrant, glasses and long, lank, yeah. lank hair and his teeth were a mess he should play James Bond like that I'd like to see that
1: I did uh, when he was first announced as Bond did something where we took when I was at Comedy Central I remember it was a few years later we took the audio from him playing Geordie and <laughs> laid it over him as James Bond <laughs> ah, it, like it was that. passably funny um <laughs> but yeah uh, Dick Turpin's much better than James Bond that's for sure in fact they should have stuck this on the big screen but just going back to them going to see Sam Morgan like I like this because it reminds me of being bored when you're a teenager because you're sitting around with your mate very often in a park and you've got nothing's going on you go why is nothing going on I thought that something was going to be going on you go nah and then for something to do you just go let's go round and see so and so let's go to
0: another place
1: something that's your activity happen. isn't yeah. it you yeah. go let's go to his house
0: see yeah, what, exactly. why?
1: See if he's don't, in do you know what I, do I mean
0: let's go to another place something yeah. might happen somewhere else yeah. yeah totally
1: just on the search for action the almost always futile search for action
0: you're on bikes which were the modern equivalent of horses horses
1: yeah it's very so, true yeah bikes with round <laughs> wheels So they can't track you. (laughs) They can't track you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Dick explains that Sam is also a fence for him. He says he's like a bank. He's got five coaches of stuff for me. But they get there to um, his workshop and Sam's not there. Of course, he's been nicked. Um, And this fella comes down the ladder uh, who's very... um, Circumspect about who he he's, is.
1: He's a moody cunt, isn't he?
0: He's a moody cunt, isn't he? And he's just basically scratching around, just trying to find out where the stuff is. Yeah. He's realised that Sam's been nicked, and he's trying to find the stuff. I don't think he's part of Spike's. No, he's just um, some cunt. He's another. He's a, fencer, he's a, he's
1: he's a vulture. Another, he's a
0: vulture. He's a vulture. Yeah, exactly. He's another fence. Um. So he won't tell Dick where he is, and um. Dick says, if you don't tell me where Sam Morgan is, I'm going to have to kick you right around the smithy.
1: <laughs>
0: Which is the the proper word for the uh, the workshop. Yeah. And this, this mysterious fella then just fucking swings a massive metal bar at Dick's head.
1: Yeah. Really um, over the top.
0: It will be instant death, that, wouldn't it? If that had whacked him. Yeah. But Dick dodges it. A fight ensues for a few seconds. Doesn't take long. Dick's got him pinned down with his boot. Um and this bloke we still don't know his name he says uh, he's in the clink. Spiker took him and uh, Dick asks him what, what his part is in it and he won't say he says I can guess if I ever catch eyes on you again your fence will be buying a grey stone so threat of murder from Dick there yeah. um, I've already
1: kicked your head in next time I'll kill you anyway ta Yeah. Um. so
0: Dick realises that Spike hasn't found the stuff because obviously that vulture was there looking for it so they head off to try and get Sam out of the uh, out of the clink as they Mm. call it and this is a great scene they burst into the jailhouse proper full gear on yeah the tricorn hat the face masks yeah
1: they look so fucking cool don't
0: they It's cool as fuck isn't it Yeah. yeah Because we don't get a lot of robbery in this. Nah. It's kind of getting out of scrapes and things. Yeah, horse chases.
1: But when they've got the full stuff on, fucking yeah! I mean, that was I mean, always the
0: most exciting part of watching this. The when you're sitting down that, that
1: was my main thing. I was just always trying to dress up like that. I still yeah. would.
0: <clears throat> um so the jailers are sitting around playing with dice and drinking beer and they burst in. Um Dick shouts, you up to one of the men not all of them really and he just sits and doesn't do anything so Dick shoots the beer bottle that's in his hand and it shatters this is all very exciting and um, the release uh, who we believe is Sam Morgan from the prison cell but we'll find out more about that well we'll find out more about that in the next episode because we're almost done but what he does is he puts all the jailers into the jail and locks them in which was very reminiscent of the Dukes of Hazzard, because yeah. that was what always seemed to happen. They did that every
1: week, and Boss Hog <laughs> yeah. always fell for it. Always <laughs> getting Sheriff locked Rusko in his own Pete cell.
0: Yeah. yeah. Once
1: again, Boss Hog- on, the, on the little preview copy in the newspaper, once again, the Duke <laughs> boys locked Boss Hog in his own cell, then run away.
0: Mean, I don't know how they weren't hunted down and jailed for life because they continually lock Boss Hog in his own jail. well that's and the same just, with Dick he just simply Turpin he didn't let them off
1: it was the same, very same as Dick Turpin really similar like two lads live in the woods yeah. right the only difference mm-hmm. is they're in America in what sort of past for present day and Dick Turpin was in olden times but it was two yeah. blokes lived in a wood and there was two cunts either Spiker and Sir John Glutton or in Dukes Addams it was Boss Hog and what's his name Sheriff sure Roscoe Pico train. Pico train. Yeah. Right. And uh and they just chased the and, and the only sort of job of the of the baddies was to chase these two lads. And yeah. week after week after week after week they were confounded.
0: Yeah. But then sometimes they just sort of pull them over and have a bit of a chat with them and not yeah. arrest them. Even though yeah. there were still loads of outstanding offences that they'd done that they were trying yeah. to catch them for before.
1: That's it was like, like um Towards the end of the Sopranos, they uh, mm. there's like the FBI guy and and Tony, a friend. I've just mm. finished. It's taken me a year, me and my good wife, to finish our uh, a rewatch of the whole of the Sopranos from the first right. episode. Last night I saw the, I know you hate this word, but iconic, <laughs> final episode of <laughs> Sopranos. Yeah. Probably the most famous final episode of anything ever, apart from maybe yeah. Blake Seven, right? And it's. Uh, but towards the end, it's the same thing where the FBI guy who Tony kind of knows was hunting him just comes by for a chat and a sandwich mm. all the time with, with yeah, Tony, yeah. and they just chat and exchange information, similar to what sometimes went down in Dukes of Hazard.
0: Is. The Dukes of Hazard was like an unwritten rule: if the Duke boys escaped from mm. the chase, yeah. the inevitable chase, that was it; it was written off.
1: Yeah, yeah, and yeah. They went Until back to square next one time, again. yeah, that crime's <laughs> yeah. over now. You won. But if you yeah. do another one, we start again from the beginning. We'll chase you
0: again. Yeah. We'll we forget the other stuff. Yeah. So, uh, If yeah, you steal well, some
1: you... more chickens, then <laughs> get the games back on again.
0: <laughs> so there we are. So they, he puts them all in the cell, Dukes of Hazard style, and they ride off with Sam Morgan. Um, and we'll find out what happens once they ride off with Sam Morgan in the next one, because this is going to be a two-parter And we'll try not to get distracted by Target. Although by next week, we might have watched some Target and we'll be raving about it even more. Who knows? Who knows? That's the magic of Top Flight Time Machine. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you very much and goodbye. Goodbye.